This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of The Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Morth, Realty One Group, Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Money, money, money. Carrie Ann, good to see you. And Jason Hoover's in the house. Hey, Jason. Hey. Thank you for all you do. We have a great guest. Welcome to with us uh, to us uh, with us uh, for us, <laughs> Mr. Gopal Besnet. Thank you, uh, Gopal, for being here today. Welcome, um, Gopal. We were excited about uh, hearing your story because I mean, this guy. I was just sharing with our our family here. This guy, Gopal Besnet, has only been licensed for a little over a year. One year last month or so and is already on a path to beat me this year after 37 years in the business. And wow. I don't take that lightly, Gopal, okay? <laughs> put, it off, put it off, put it off. I'm cheering you on. Don't get me wrong, brother. I'm cheering you on because I no longer want to be the leader of the, yeah. of the pack. At the same time, though, it does kind of, whoa, where's this guy come from, you know? Um, it's an excitement. I love it. Exciting. I can't wait to hear very all exciting. about it. 35, 35 plus deals, transactions it's already. In the last 12 months. Before Amazing. we get into that, let's uh, talk about our sponsor. Yes, they are Music City Removal. They're the number one junk removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial, and construction. They're experts in ridding you of junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you covered. The Music City Removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, just go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, Music City Removal, because clutter and cute. No right, way. so I got to hear about this guy. You know, uh, no, uh, go Paul from Nep. Nepal, 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 Nepal. Okay, Gopal from Nepal. Two different country. <laughs> Bhutan, Bhutan as well. Okay, Bhutan yeah. as well. So Gopal, English is his third language. Did you know? Yeah, I know. And I was telling um, Jason here that uh, I think Arkansas is Jason's first language, right, Jason? Yes, uh, we start out with Arkansas in the uh, you know the core classes, and then. We, we... <laughs> well, you have such a an amazing story that we would love to hear um, because you moved to the states how long ago? I came in two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yes. June 3rd, 2009. First of all, Gopal, how old are you? 36. 36. You've, yes. got a, you've stuffed, stuffed a lot of life in that 36 years. Oh, yeah. We can even write two, three books out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Just making that as a history. Yes. Yes. So I love your culture because you guys really hang together. But let's hear a little bit about who Gopal is as far as... You're a little bit of your history before you got here, okay? Before you got in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us some of the challenges that helped you become who you are. Yeah, like I said, um, there can be books. If we just go back in detail about the history, about where I was born, where I grew up, what else I did before back in my country, even coming here in 2009, and where I am right now. 
So I was born in Bhutan, uh, small country as well. And then um, in childhood, we were flight to Nepal. Uh, then we just spent over 20 years where I started my school in the refugee camp, spent, grew up there and so you lived in a refugee camp? Refugee camp, yes, sir. For 20 and years? 20 years. Grew up there. Wow. And as a profession, uh, the only, the best thing we got even while we were at refugee camp was the education. Mm-hmm. We got English medium education. We used to be in a very disciplined schools. So we learned that uh, disciplined and in a strict environment. So that actually built us right coming into this country in the beginning because of our accent mm-hmm. of course we we had challenges even to communicate but it took time slowly now i hope i'm communicating well right now i think you're doing great especially this is your third language you're doing great. right right <laughs> right and yeah and as a profession back in nepal i spent five six years um as a teacher so I used to teach yeah. back in there before I came here. We found, we we found teachers in general are great realtors a lot of times because you're used to being patient. You're right. used to communicating right. well. You're used to getting, being in an occupation that you work a lot harder than what you really earn right. in return. And yeah, I just taught up to high school level mm-hmm. uh, back in my country and then came here with the help of international organizations uh, we came here in 2009 at the time the economy was down when mm-hmm. we came here struggled a lot here you know i even started my first job here in double tree hotel as a boss boy wow. really yeah that's what wow. i did for six months used to work 25 30 hours a week mm-hmm. and then uh just make livings for the family mm-hmm then because of not having enough income, I even went and worked in chicken plant in Shelbyville. Okay. Yes, and slowly, because I knew that I have something in me. This is not my label, but I have to do with this is just the beginning. Like when I came here in 2009, I was like a newborn baby mm-hmm. because it's a new language, new culture, new food. Everything is new to me. Mm-hmm. Even like we're hardly we could know how to you know, read these traffic lights, traffic signals as well. And then, but it took time, it takes time as well, but every day, every minute, every hour, always try to learn something and try to do it. Wow. What else can I do? Mm-hmm. Then I started working in a nonprofit here. So, started giving back to the communities or the immigrant families coming from other countries here. Uh, what I struggled so what else i have experienced so far so that i can tease them back or show them back or help them back so that gave me a very good opportunity to work with people from different countries work with different level of professionals learned uh, computer skills because i have not never you know touched computer back in my country you oh, know wow. <laughs> like around 20 25 26 years mm-hmm. when i at the time by the time i came in this country mm-hmm. So I learned because I always wanted to learn. So that nonprofit uh, that is uh, Nashville Empowerment Center, I used to work as an employment program coordinator 
where I can coordinate em- employment department and make relationships with the employers, uh, even up to Shelbyville, uh, Nissan plant, different hotels, downtowns everywhere, and take people with uh, who speak English and some not, so that I can just mess them up, at least get them job, make them self-sufficient. That gave me more kind of like outreach where I could know a lot of people mm, yeah. you know where I could learn a lot in here then I just did a lot I even so, worked as in a financial industry um, as an insurance agent with Transamerica mm-hmm. where I'm still there and owned business as well in this period of like 9-10 years I had a gas station I sold in 2019 Wow. I had a grocery store. <laughs> I just tried everything, but I just, <laughs> I just. This is like people sometimes think like he just keeps changing his profession or stuff like that. But I mean, I had not mastered in anything else mm-hmm. back in my country. That means I do not know what exactly fits on me. All I can do is try. Yeah. So I just All tried. All I can do is try. Love yeah. that. Right. Love I just tried time. gas station, and I was like, I had to stay there from four in the morning until two or three just um, selling cokes and then making chickens and all that mm-hmm. and I can hire someone at $11, $12 to do that job mm-hmm. and I feel like even I'm, a, even though I'm the owner, I'm just doing $10 an hour job mm-hmm. so my, I, I feel like this is not my value, mm-hmm. I, I, I worth something better than that, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm tired, I can't do that, mm-hmm. I just sold it, mm-hmm. so the, I thought that these traditional businesses are not for me I can't just stay in one place from morning to evening, you know. <laughs> that with that feelings, then I I do have a full time job. Monty knows that, <laughs> and with that, I got more flexibility. And I was like, if anyone can doing, then why can't I do this? Let me get into this real estate. The reason, the main reason is we have a big community as well. It's not only focusing my community. I got the license. Uh, main motive for me to come here is about learning myself first about this and teaching to other community people. Mm-hmm. So the, I felt like I purchased the one with this one. This is my third home. The one I purchased uh, in November. Okay. So this is my third home. I just sold bird, but when I first purchased my home, I just signed papers. I didn't know any numbers right. out there. Mm-hmm. I just blindly signed papers, honestly. So with all those stuff, I have heard so much of stuff from, and I do speak some English than some of my other community members. So sometimes whoever do not speak English, they come to the person like me in our community. to the And I'm a community leader as well here. And then they try to show something, they complain about some things. And with all that things, that is, I feel like when I got the license, I didn't see anything complicated in terms of the numbers in the settlement statement and all that. I feel like this is something if we really feel and try to explain to people, they will understand. So with that scope, I got my license and I didn't, I never ever expected that I would be doing this better so quick, but Mm -hmm. it's because of my work ethics, because Mm -hmm. when I work, I just give 100% and I work from the bottom of my heart. I just do not care about the numbers, care about 
that my commission because you know I have learned this a uh, lot of people follow commission and they forget their mission mm. and when they forget the mission they follow the commission and they cannot go too long I know that I've seen that as well it's got to be more than, more than just the money right so I try to follow the mission and of course if I follow the mission from my heart the commission follows itself you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I always feel that way. I take it that way. Mm-hmm. So that way, I mean, it is... Follow the mission, and the yeah. commission will follow you. Definitely. I love that. Follow yeah. the mission. The yeah, definitely. I just take it that way. Mm-hmm. Because my mission is to, you know, make families happy, giving them what they're really looking for with 100% satisfaction, you know? I, even if I sell 100 homes in next two months, I'm cheating people. Even if I make a billion dollars in next year, I mean, that cannot, you know, it's not sufficient to run my family forever, rest of my life. But I wait, at least, even if I close one home, and if I continue doing this another 50 years, that's what I'm looking for. So do you found, after all your exploring of, of occupations, do you feel like you've found what is best for you? Yes. Real estate. Yes. You found home. Right now, yes. So it took me too long. I tried everything, like I said. That's all good. No, it's you all know, good. But you, you squeezed a lot in a short time. That's right. awesome. Yeah. So uh, when I started, I like I said, I give 100% all the time. Mm-hmm. I just go meet families. Like when I go first to meet families, I make them feel very, very comfortable. And within this past year, like any families I met at first, none of them have switched agent, like gone to any other agents after talking to me. Mm-hmm. So my first So what, meeting, are you doing, what are you doing to connect with them? Just showing them your heart? What are you doing to, once you so meet So that is someone? something I wanted to share, you okay, know, because good. we have, um, I have heard, I have learned from so many other agents as well, and this is the business we are in. No one is 100% perfect. You know, I can learn some out of you, some out of you, and I can share some what I'm doing as well. So the first meeting, I make it very strong. I just don't wanna, I have seen so many agents going out there, getting their information, going home, and then first trying to see if they pre-qualify or not. So I don't do it that way. And you know, there are so many individuals I have seen who always wants to eat the fruit that is ready to eat. But I always plant the seeds. Okay, and if there are some ready, of course we do take it. But if not, I plant. I do not leave that family. If they are not qualified enough, I have learned what to do to make them qualify in next three months or six months. And I have closed several homes doing like that. Mm-hmm. One family I closed uh, in two months home. I started helping them from April of last year. Like they have unlimited collections. I was showing them. I just called all the um, collection agencies. I wrote letters on their behalf saying they even do not know what collection is. They even do not know what those credit and stuff like that. They do not know anything else. They have no idea at all. And they're not from my community. But I knew exactly what they needed. And I wrote letters. I explained. I even called uh, the hospitals. And they waived a lot of their fees. They... Then, after all that, I just made them so clean, built their credit, and got them home. And those uh, people cried, really cried when they got their home last month. So, 
that those are the things I, I always feel that that things you know go, go Paul one thing that got my attention yesterday you came out of a closing and you were upset you had been working with somebody who doesn't even speak your language okay yes and you were working through a translator that's even me. from Canada from Canada the translators yes. in Canada carry in right and he's working with somebody that didn't understand a lot and was assuming that Gopal had not done a great job when he had, of course, because he can't control this market. I don't know how you helped him even buy a home in this competitiveness. Because what, what was the price range? Two eighty or something like that. Two eighty. Yeah. And especially on the mm-hmm. one that I was talking yesterday, has a I sold that home, and that home was I don't know whoever sold that home to them. The that agent didn't even show the inspection report. Oh no. And it's three years. From the time they bought the home, when I sold it, it failed three times because the foundation is like almost 100% gone for that home. Mm. And if they live in that home for another two months, they cannot sell that home at all. So we sold it. I rented storage for them at least to keep their stuff and put offer for like several homes. I used ribbon homes. Uh, several homes, but that's something I cannot control, you know, right. uh, for the offer. But um, finally, well, I got them home. But at least then I went to their home after that yesterday, mm-hmm. um, helped them call electricity, water, everything else, because they don't speak English. I have to get their approval and call them, set up all their utilities, everything else. I even helped them up with my truck. You know? so, so, Jason, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I know that there's some... There's some folks I've listened, I've heard that I feel a little bit of angst because, you know, there's, there are some strong uh, communities coming to town like, like Nepal, Nepalese, like, like Egyptians, like uh, the Hispanics, different, different cultures, which were becoming so diversified. And this is awesome. But some of us old gringos like me feel like, well, I only speak English. How can I sell a home? Uh, it's not fair or whatever. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying that I've heard those kind of things. But how many agents that you know of are willing to do every part of that, you know, as far as, you know, sign them up for the water department, help them with, you know, get, getting their credit cleaned up, helping nurture that relationship while they get over that, that hump, while they can't buy a home right now. Because mm-hmm. we're kind of a now society. We want to work with people ready to buy now. Mm-hmm. And what he's doing is planting the seed. I know, Carrie Ann, you do this with people as well. You plant the seed as far as helping them get through their wherever they're at to get to where they want to be. But I, I just marvel at the job that it must be to do all those things for them, get them signed up for electricity. And do you physically take them to these places and help them get going? Or how, how do you do that? Yeah, sometimes, you know. I mean, I think showing property is a hassle sometimes. Sometimes you know, NES require them to go there with IDs. Right. It's no choice. I have to do that as well. So you take them there. Yes. And you interpret for them. Yes. To the person yes, behind sir. the desk. So after you did all those things for that family, they were, they were just not grateful? They will be at the end. There's no choice. I like that answer. I like that. And there's no choice, right? Yeah. That's, I'm doing everything that nobody else can do. I'm telling. I was I'm thinking the family that. from yesterday when you left that. Closing. Oh yes. yeah, they, they were happy, very happy. Oh they were good, very pleased. Good, 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 good. 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 So my point is, uh, when I first go and meet, I always get their connections, and I try to get 100 percent connection and make them very comfortable where they can trust me to work with. They will, I wanna make them feel like this is the person that I'm looking to work with. Mm. I, I always make them. Because I explain the process in the beginning. 
lot of agents have not even explained what inspection is what appraisal is and later we always on the process we have to ask them money for appraisal mm-hmm. like 550 560 and if sometimes agents send me a debit card they don't even explain why and at the end another 500 is gone from their account and that creates confusion and all that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, so you're a clear act- communicator what what do you do to get the business how do you meet these people are they referral for referrals from past clients are you going into churches and meeting people where, where are you meeting these people i mean to sell 35 homes in your first 12 months in business that's unheard of I the mean, unless you've got thing, billboards all over town, that's unheard the of. The first thing what I did was once I got the license, like I, I know the community leaders, different professionals from a lot, lot of different communities. And wh- whatever the number of homes that I have sold, um, I think less than 30, 25% is my community Wow. here. So any home that I sold, I always you know, try to go out of my comfort zone. Because my that. community is my community. Mm-hmm. I like to leverage myself. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing wrong in reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to help. So I just try to remember, went through all my phone contacts. It worked, at least. So all my phone contacts from 2009, anyone I knew, I just messaged them personally. I took time, messaged them. I explained this is what I'm doing, all that. From there, I got leads. Then helping one individual. So from that person is the word of mouth. Connected, connected, connected. And that's how I got. Do an amazing job. Really create value for that one. Yes. And it but Karen, so you snowball. understand, this guy's had a full-time job most of that period of time. A full-time mm-hmm. job. And he sold 35 homes. Well, and also, we haven't even brought in. So when you came to the States, did you have family with you that came? Or yes. by yourself? Me, my wife, and my boy, yes. Right. So mm-hmm. he, not Three only of, of all those, right, you have um, your, a family oh, as yes. well. Yes, Right, that you have to take care of um, on, on top of that. You know, and I know last year, a lot, um, not only your full-time job and getting into, you know, real estate, you know, COVID hit as well. So a lot of the people that we want to talk to out there is some of the agents started similar to you, you know, during the, yes. the COVID uh, time frame. Um, and how did you work through everything that you had going on, plus with the pandemic? At the time, I just had my license. I was just going through some of these um, pre-requirement classes that we had to take, plus I had to learn for myself as well. So while I was doing that, I haven't done any transactions at all. Lost my dad at the same time. So, and didn't do anything else I couldn't do because I was even physically, according to my culture, we have to fast for like 13 days, you know, separate place uh, like physically mentally emotionally I was hurt at that time mm-hmm. so it took me so much to come out of that and from July only I started doing transactions and I had to make my transitions from another brokerage as well but I'm so grateful um, to be here uh, especially I, I always tell Monty it is the support it's the backup where you are always available, you know. I always try to reach out to you all, anything I do not know, just to make sure I'm doing right. Because it not only ruins my, I mean, image, it ruins, it goes to everyone else, to my brokerage as well. Right. I always like to do the right things, you know, yeah. and... Well, one thing I love about you, Gopal, if you're not sure, you do ask the broker, and then you don't have to be told again, you get it. 
You, but you do ask. If you have any questions, you usually know the answer, but you go ahead and confirm the answer with yes. me. I love that, mm-hmm. that you're communicating with me all the time. And I have a uh, great mentor, Jessica. You gave me, she is available anytime. Mm-hmm. She helps as well. So I do not hesitate to leverage, you know, ask uh-huh. what I do not know. So someone that had so much on them, um, how did you break through? Because I think a lot of people that are, are listening sometimes get into that situation where something stops them cold in their tracks, right? Mentally, like you said, um, physically, maybe the belief system, et cetera. How did you push through um, to get to where you are today? Because I don't know if you guys picked up what he said. I mean, July to today, 35 plus units. I mean, that is quite amazing. When he got his license, his dad had just died, right? He was yes. sick. Yes. And in your culture, you have to then t- t- fast for a couple of weeks. Is that what That's it what is? Yes. Saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I remember, I remember that, that going through that, and you showed us some pictures of what. And what we cannot just even um, eat salt. We have to just fast, you know, mm-hmm. and no salty stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least, you know, it's a blessings to me as well, because my family is always supportive. I have five brothers; they're all here, and they all support me. And I have friends very supportive, especially my family, even my wife. So uh, go, go with Paul, all the support, you know, mm-hmm. I'm you, here. I'm blessed. If, if you and we know you are, that's absolutely. If you were to to share a couple of nuggets with a, a new another new agent, because there's brand new agents that are listening to you, or people that have been uh, licensed longer than you that haven't sold, but you have, what would you share with them? Is if you could narrow it down to two or three items that have helped you succeed, we know going above and beyond the call of duty is certainly one of those items. What else would you would you would you encourage them to do? We always want to bring that kind of information to our listenership as far as helping them take it to the next level. If you were coaching somebody right now, what would you tell them to do in a couple of a couple of points? The first thing is I would communicate every single details to my clients. Anything else, even I know they will uh, pick what I'm already thinking. Knowing that as well, I will communicate. The first thing is the communication that makes clear mm-hmm. that 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 way they will there is nothing that they can complain about me, or I can you know worry about not having a good relationship going for a relationship going forward mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. I can always expect their support towards me. Is the communication? Because you built the authority by making sure they understand the process. Yes, okay. I do anything. Even I have paid interpreters. Just to, you know, explain me from the phone. I have heard that. But I, I already know, like, while I'm talking to you and if I'm trying to explain you something, um, to be honest, you know, how do I know that? I, I do not know, but I am, I already know that you are not understanding. Mm. I know that. Even sometimes people feel like, oh, he might think something different. If I said I didn't understand, they might shake their head like this. But I, I can read them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I already know they didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. I try to ask them questions. Then I don't, I won't get satisfied myself if I cannot explain or communicate everything that I wanted to. So you, you haven't allowed, and this is what I noticed yesterday, I, I thought you were just dealing with your community. I noticed yesterday that you were dealing with somebody you didn't understand, their language, they didn't understand yours, and you hired an interpreter then yes. to speak the, yes. between you. That, that's amazing. And from yeah. them, I got, through that interpreter, I got another lead. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And he was like, my friend, I have never heard anyone doing all these 
you are go i have long message from him mm-hmm. and i have my sister there they their interest rate was so high they purchased the home but um, they don't speak english but i do not know what their program what their loan is what kind of stuff like that and then he sent me there i went in there there was 4.57 something interest rate it's fha and the payment was too high and the home doesn't even worth that once mm-hmm. and then they decided to sell the home buy another home and i'm working on that so it is just uh, i'm telling the work ethics and about how much can i express my feelings you know i just how much i care about the person that i'm working with so is that like your is that I'm your second with. point then make sure they know that you care Yes. What would you, okay. yes. Number two. It is the connections that the connection. I can build from my heart. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. And you're building yes. that trust right off the bat. Yes, sir. And that authority. Yes, sir. So, like I said, uh, the first thing is the communication again and making mm-hmm. sure they understand everything throughout the process. That way they will not question anything else. Mm-hmm. Another thing is... Th- connections because I just really cannot act like I'm a boss and I know everything and my client doesn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to create that family relationship, friendly relationship where they can feel very, very comfortable to ask any questions to me. Mm-hmm. You know, if I act like I'm a boss, I know everything else, they will not be comfortable mm-hmm. to talk to me, work with me, to ask me questions. They might be hesitant. Of course, they will do the transactions with me. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, you know, it will be hard for them to reach out to me if I act like I'm a boss. I know everything else. You know, right, if I right. kind of underestimate mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So that's the connection. That's the relationship I build. How do you do that family. with somebody who doesn't speak the language? Because, again, I'm amazed with only 25% within your community. Yes. So you're stepping out of your comfort zone, which I love. And many people, I think, get scared to do that. They want to stay in that comfort you know, place. So you're right. definitely stepping out. How do you create that connection with somebody who doesn't speak that the language? So some, from even from out other communities, speak English. I try to find someone who can interpret. I pay the interpreter and take the interpreter to the family that I talk. Wow. And I can make that environment. You see a person with need. You don't see a hurdle because of the communication gap. No, no. Right, love wow, that. Uh, yeah, communication, I don't think that will be, an, be a barrier for, to do the business for me. And I have run through so many clients that uh, without any credit, with a lot of collections. So I have seen a lot of agents stepping out. They'll be like, okay, build your credit, get two years of job, and then call me. I'll come after two years. All right, and next year, call me. I don't do it. If I go there, they're calling me with some kind of hope, you know? And I feel like I'm the right person. They called me. I should do this. I cannot give up. If I give up, who will come back and again help this family? And I know their need. I know what is wrong with them. I should help them. I I, I just cannot forgive myself if I just leave right there, knowing they cannot qualify to buy the home. Even though they couldn't help you by buying a house, you still want to help them. Yes. I can run the right path. I I, I show them, you know, I, I... try to get the credit report. I show them what is wrong, what they need to do, and I help them. You know, and I have done 
several several transactions already waiting six months taking to their to them to the bank oh, i always uh, make appointments in the bank with my name and take my clients and open credit card and i just tell them wait this month this many months and use only this month Got I them, have done them that. Mm-hmm. I even make appointments myself and take them there. That plus have a full-time job, of, plus have a family. <laughs> amazing, yeah, amazing. In the hope of getting them home in the next six months. Yes, And amazing. I have done that. I'm already successful with that. Mm-hmm. And I am. I like the trend as well. And they must be forever grateful for that because you're right. Sometimes it's just that added need of help. Like you said, they don't yes. even realize they got that possibly, the yes. collection, right? And they're in that situation. So that's, that's quite amazing. The thing is, if I take someone with no credit to the bank, call collection agencies on their behalf, and take them to the bank, open up the credit card, show them how to use checking how they are using it and if i tell them to wait six months i don't i mean i don't even have to make them sign any papers that they will be working with me in six months i already made that connections and there's a humanity there's a feelings with people i think they will definitely come back to me in six months you well, know Paul, i think we've learned some things from you brother yes um, I mean, right after our own hearts here around this table is that we're all about the connection with the heart. Mm-hmm. I, and, the and thing I is, I don't forget. I always write there. I, yeah. Everything else. Okay, these clients, I have to check back in two months, three months, like right, that. I right. already have lined up until September or October. Yeah. You know, yeah. this person will be ready. I know that. That will be ready. At the same time, I'm just building, meeting new well, people. You're well, you're building your database and you're planning. You're, you're the CEO of your own business, right? So you're planning for tomorrow, which I think is quite quite amazing. So. Yeah, that's what I mean to say. Yeah. You know, no, you've, you've done a good job conveying yeah, well, I'm certain that I will always have some business to do in the future because right. I'm already planting. That, planting. that, that, yeah. that seed is growing up. You're planting. You know, and I already know that that will grow up one day where I can just, you know, take that. Mm-hmm. So, I am still learning. I'm not successful. I can't say I'm successful yet. I'm still learning uh, from everyone else uh, who have been in the industry for a long time. But I always like to share anything I know. And you've done a great job. You've done that today. And you've taught us a lot. And you make your family very proud. I I can only imagine, you know, to teach your kids work ethic and the ability to continue to go, you know, when times get tough and to figure out maybe this didn't work. And I love what you said. Just keep trying. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there was a quote in there. We wrote it down somewhere. But this was quite amazing. So thank you for spending time with us today. Thank you, Gopal. You're very welcome. And thank you for bringing me here. Yes. This is my first experience sharing. Yes. This is wonderful. And I, I want that book. I want the first edition, the second edition, third edition. Oh, those those yeah. are going to be some good books to read for sure. Well, thanks everybody yes. for joining us this week. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate. 